rash of bomb threats have targeted state capitals across the country, and community libraries are struggling to make ends meet. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Monday, January 8th, and this is being recorded at 9.15 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. So let's get started. At least a dozen state capitals have been the target of bomb threat hoaxes recently. Pennsylvania, though, is not among them. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports procedures, however, are in place to address any potential incidents that may come up. Capitol Police report the department had not seen or heard of any threats. Spokesman Troy Thompson says the Capitol is secure. We have a very capable, professional, and dedicated police force that is trained to protect and ensure the well-being in many different aspects of those who visit and work in the Capitol complex. Thompson says officers monitor threats along with other law enforcement agencies to determine if a threat is credible and then determine which tools and processes to activate. He notes they cannot be shared publicly for security purposes. The Department of General Services also has a checklist visitors or people working at the Capitol can fill out if they believe they receive a bomb threat. In the last week or so, threats were reported at state capitals across the country, including Maryland, Connecticut and Georgia. Let's turn to sports real quick. The Philadelphia Eagles are limping into the postseason. The team finished the season on a 1-5 freefall following a 27-10 loss to the New York Giants. The Eagles earned the number 5 seed and will open the NFC playoffs next Monday night at Tampa Bay. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading back to the playoffs on a three-game winning streak. They'll play at AFC East champion Buffalo in the wildcard round Sunday at 1 p.m. Pittsburgh clinched a wildcard spot when Tennessee upset Jacksonville, giving the Steelers a playoff berth that seemed unlikely following a three-game skid that included losses to lowly Arizona and New England. And the Baltimore Ravens have a bye in the first round as the top seed in the AFC. State lawmakers are working to tackle the misuse of artificial intelligence in campaigns. Proposed legislation would fine candidates, campaigns, and super PACs if they produce artificially generated content that fraudulently misinterprets candidates and spreads disinformation. Republican Representative Rob McCurry of Allegheny County is a co-sponsor of the plan. He says it's important for future elections. I want to ensure a safe and effective elections process that presents trusted information to the voters so that they can make an informed choice um, and that we're going to continue uh, to look for ways to uh, regulate AI technology to make sure that uh, this powerful technology is properly considered in the Commonwealth. Now, exact penalties are still being finalized. The Federal Election Commission is considering regulating AI deepfakes and campaign ads if used to misrepresent political opponents. Additionally, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Meta, the parent company of Facebook, have rules regarding the use of deepfakes. A measure in the state house would increase the amount of electricity Pennsylvania gets from renewable sources. My colleague Rachel McDevitt reports if passed, it would fulfill one of Governor Josh Shapiro's campaign pledges. The proposal would up Pennsylvania's renewable energy goals from 8 percent now to 30 percent by 2030. Supporters say that would help ratepayers save on energy bills and create jobs in the wind and solar industries. But some Republican lawmakers are questioning how more renewables on the grid could affect reliability. 
Awesome Hawk with electric grid operator PJM says they are projecting a possible lack of supply later this decade because of the lag time for new projects. We're pushing projects through the queue right now, but we're not seeing a lot of iron in the ground. Hawk says that's because of financing, supply chain issues, and local zoning. But PJM has been slow to approve projects with wait times averaging four years. But PJM recently updated how it reviews projects in an effort to speed up the process. The short-term reliability issue has to do with the grid's resilience to extreme weather, which is made more likely by climate change. It was a relatively easy drive into work today after that wintry Saturday. And when I got into the office, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania that I check each and every morning, just looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they could cover issues that impact you or your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. Advocates are warning the rollback of COVID-19-era Medicaid provisions could further increase the percentage of children in Pennsylvania who lack health insurance. The public opinion reports from 2021 to 2022, the rate climbed from 4.4% to 5.2%. The Pennsylvania Partnerships for Children says 145,000 kids across the state do not have health coverage. Kari King, the group's CEO, notes that would fill every seat in Penn State's Beaver Stadium with an additional 39,000 in the parking lot. But she says it's not clear what's driving the trend. The figures put Pennsylvania slightly higher than the country's average of childhood uninsured rates of 5.1 percent. Much of the nation saw an overall improvement between the two years. Libraries across the state are struggling to make ends meet because most don't have a funnel of stable annual revenue. Our sister newsroom LNP Lancaster Online reports Pennsylvania looks to local governments to carry the weight of library funding, but many municipalities are cash-strapped themselves. According to the Institute of Museum and Library Services, the national average in 2021 for local government support in a library's revenue stream was 86.4%. But in the Commonwealth, municipal funds accounted for 60.3% of library revenue. Lancaster County, for example, ranks low in terms of spending on libraries. Two years ago, municipalities contributed on average just 37% to their local library's budget. That's according to the library system of Lancaster County. Now, state law does not require municipalities to donate to their local libraries. I just want to remind you that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel. So what I want to know right now is what is the one song you think you are going to be listening to today? Is there an earworm that you just can't get rid of? Let me know about it. Reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at TLambert895 on both of those platforms. And check out this month's Spotify playlist, The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, January 2024 is how you can find it. And there you will hear my song of the day from Bleachers, Modern Girl. And that does it for The Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. Be well, enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.